Yo, 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 what up, man? It's the one and only Smooth Egg, and as you can see, by all means, we are pushing forward with more content for you. Please subscribe and donate to keep the platform moving. Even a dollar can help us keep producing more content. NothingBeatsExperience.com. Make sure to donate. The link is in the description. It's also pinned to the top of the comments. I hope you enjoy the show. You already know Nothing Beats Experience. Let's go. Come on. Yo, what it is, man? We're back. It's the one and only, and I'm joined here by none other than the legendary, the one, the only, one of my childhood heroes. Uh, one of the reasons why I fell in love with hip-hop music, the one, the only, Busy Bo, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just got my son um, over to his grandmother's house and, uh, you know, get him a little bit of air. Um, so I'm here at the house. I'm able to take care of some business. Been watching him all day, cooking breakfast, been up kind of early. Got my run on when ain't nobody outside and do it real early before the light time hit. Um, 5.30, 5.45. Um, just staying healthy, staying ready. Um, excited about the uh, country opening up on Friday, but cautious at the same time. Everything good. I appreciate the intro. I appreciate it. Well, man, I wanted to ask you, uh, first things first, congratulations are in order. Uh, you just recently got married. Uh, and yeah, quickly this quarantine happened right after, but I just kind of wanted to see how you've been staying busy uh, during the quarantine. Working, man, exercising. I've been, I've been at the house for the most most part of 2018. Um, working on my businesses, um, working from the computer, working on my store, my my Shopify store. Um, working on like two or three stores actually. Um, and a few different other things. So the transition was fairly easy for me. I have been preaching it to my homeboys like we need to get off the road for a while and do something different and come back to it and open up another means of um, operating and making money as a unit without being on the road. I was, you know, I've, I've been, been preaching it. And, you know, now it's like, you know, it's all, everything coming into fruition. So I've been ready. I've been ready. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man. You know, and uh, you recently just released a new project, Carbon Monoxide. The project did really well, charted. It's person. It's one of my personal favorite projects uh, from you to date. You know, it's a great album. Uh, just kind of wanted to talk about the album one time. Uh, for the mm -hmm. As far as the yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, how, how was the creation of the album? Just kind of tell us a little bit about the backstory of how Carbon Monoxide came together. Well, um, as I was saying while I was talking to my boys about getting off the road and opening up means and ways for all five of us to make money together without being on the road, it consisted of music. I found this really, really dope producer that had the vision of the future for not just myself, but for everybody involved. And I brought it to the table and, you know, my guys, they just wasn't, they more wanted to stay on the road. And because, you know, it was doing really, really good as far as staying out there in front of the people um being on the road like that um so anyway to shorten the story some i still decided to do a record and and bring in more revenue and really work with the streaming platforms and just the new system because i felt like my crew we don't really we didn't really have any material 
that was like in the system that was ours that we owned a hundred percent of and and we're making money off of religiously and that's what brought me to mind with carbon monoxide um it's spinning every day it's doing everything that i'm that i wanted it to do and more uh so the way we put it together, it became artistic. Uh, had a lot of music with this particular producer, Shots Out the Blaze. I had a couple of songs that were striking back at the um, the Migos uh, about, you know, some of the stuff that they said about Lay. And when Lay put out that project, people was kind of like talking shit about it. So I wanted to shut shit down. So it was an accumulation of that already trying to open up um, the the playing board as far as streams and putting new material out. And I just got to shooting videos for it and getting behind it and funding the project myself and charted. You know, we hit the billboard, we hit um, iTunes, we hit the Google, um, like six on Google, three on iTunes. 21 on the billboard, all independent, nothing like no sponsors, no label, all legendary, iconic, independent shit. So that's how I came together. Um, hard work and perseverance. And the sound was what I was most worried about, along with the producer. We wanted to make sure that for once you get a bone record where it's mixed and mastered perfectly. So that's where it came about. Well, you know, to that point, I feel that it was, it was masterfully done. You know, uh, like I mentioned to you at the top of the, the, the show, you're one of, my, uh, one of my idols, man, growing up, man. Heaven's movie in specific, your, solo, your first solo project that you put out. Uh, man, you know, that was the project for my generation, my people. Uh, and I, I love that project. And this project kind of brought me back to that, you know, it gave me that, that, that feel, that classic feel, but it also was a, a modernized version of what you have, you know, you've done. And so uh, credit to you, credit to the team, credit to the producer, everybody that, that, that played a part in that project, that feel it was masterfully done. And to those that haven't heard it, stop what you're doing right now and stream it immediately. Uh, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the project. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's one of those ones, you know, we wanted it from the start to the finish to be just a pleasure to listen to. And really, you know, that's what we wanted. We wanted to rejuvenate and give the Bone Thugs and Harmony brand a breath of fresh air, some light at the end of the tunnel. And Heaven's movie and The Gift and Speaking in Tongues and Alpha and Omega and the beginning and the ending and, and all of these records I put together were all blueprints to form this carbon monoxide. And we put everything into it and we just getting started. It's like four or five songs that we didn't put on there. And that's unreleased carbon monoxide. We got another project coming out and we're going to go on a three, four year run till about 2024. And then at that point, I'm going to revisit a new bone record, a big bone tour. All the COVID stuff should be over with. And we could really do it big the way that I really, really want to. And all five of us making money together, you know, with new projects is, is my goal. That's awesome. Well, you know, we'll get back to talking about the follow-up to Carbon Monoxide here shortly. But let's talk about the Bone Thugs and Harmony brand for a second. Uh, 
you know, you mentioned the Migos, you mentioned going back and forth, uh, well, you know, pick, you know, with the whole lazy bone situation, stepping in and, you know, really asserting yourself, but like, you're not fixing to go hard at my brother without me stepping in. But for those that aren't as familiar with the situation, obviously it stems from the Migos saying that they're the greatest rap group of all time. Uh, so that's kind of how everything started. In my personal opinion, Bone Thugs and Harmony is the greatest rap group of all time. Uh, that's my personal preference. That's what I feel. Does that title mean something to you personally, being the greatest rap group of all time? I don't think it means anything, you know, to me, to the point to where I got to check every young artist or every artist that come out and feel that way. It, it means something to me in more of a broader spectrum of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, years in uh, the end game. Uh, so it means something to me on that level. I think that it's always good to remind people that you still out here doing what you're doing because that's marketing and promotion. Um, but I really, really think on that issue and that subject, it's not about the respect factor, it's just about the new generation trying to not allow an established artist to continue to make music. Um, so that's what it feels like. It feels like the way that they were saying it, it was as if an established artist or an established group wasn't allowed to be relevant. So it, that's just what it felt like in, in, you know, in between the lines, but it don't really make, and it never really made me feel no kind of way um, at all. It was just the way they kept saying it on Big Boy, and then they was mentioning Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then the way they just kept saying it, like, yeah, we said what we said. So Lay was just like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. And that's basically where the shit got the pop. And when Lay was like, y'all little niggas need to shut the fuck up. Shut up sometimes. So that's where it got popping because it happened really on the Big Boy show because they said it twice on Big Boy. I addressed the issue and then I, I took the high road and then they went back on Big Boy and said the same shit and that pissed Lele off. And that's when Lele was like, you know what? Just the second time these niggas done said that while our names were mentioned. So that's where it got popping, but I don't feel no kind of a way about that shit. Like, like, look, man, you know, if you in this industry and you make it out the gutter, man, I can't hold you back. You know what I'm saying? I, there's no way I could. I'm going to always push you to the forefront, no matter what. And if we have a street fight, so be it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just a street fight. At the end of the fight, we go sit down at the bar, have a couple of shots. Yeah, you hit me good right there. You got me over there. And, and that's just kind of the way I was brought up, you know? So that's, that's what I think about that particular issue, you know? So I think this is like more or less like a generational thing. You know, I always feel like this generation, for whatever reason, wants to dismiss what the generation prior did. Like, that's why we're seeing this LeBron-Jordan argument. Like, never in my lifetime did I ever think that Jordan's legacy would be questioned the way that it's been. And in that sense, I never felt in my mind that the Bone Thugs and Harmony brand or the Bone Thugs and Harmony 
you know, your, your legacy, your greatness would ever be questioned or, or questioned by a group, a new group. So it was kind of weird, but I also see that this generation is just trying to assert themselves in whatever it is, you know, it's neither here nor there, man. Like you guys have, have paved the way. And so I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts if the title actually meant anything to you. No, no, because I think that, you know, Wu, the Wu-Tang, um, Sugar Hill Gang, um, and there's so many power, uh, public enemy, there's so many powerful groups out there. I think it's so much room. I just think it's the context in which another artist uses it that just might touch somebody in the wrong way. But I hear you. I don't think nobody can take nothing from, I don't think we can take nothing from Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that, you know, public enemy can take anything from De La Soul. I think we all coexist on, on a plane of, of our moments, our times and our relevancy right now today. That's how I think we exist and depending on what we become. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, can't nobody take nothing from us, man. Absolutely. Well, before we get off the subject of Bone Thugs as a brand, what are your thoughts about the Bone Thugs and Harmony 3-6 Mafia IG battle with Crazy Bone and DJ Paul going on. I think it's tonight, if I'm not mistaken. What are your thoughts on that? I thought it already happened and there was technical difficulties, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I think that that's Crazy Bone thing. I think that he's navigating his way in this new coronavirus world. And uh, I would have loved to see it marketed and promoted a lot bigger like with the baby face and the Teddy Riley or the Tory Lanez route or, or, you know, one of those kind of routes, you know, to where I don't, I'm not really hearing too much about it. Like it's not everywhere. Like I don't see a bunch of memes about it. I don't hear about it like breaking the internet and some shit like that. It's so big. It need to break the internet. So I worry that the way that it's being done is on a small scale. And those are the only things as a businessman, as a brand ambassador, those are the kind of things that I worry about. But, you know, I let crazy take the wheel, you know, support him as much as I can. If he need me, I'm there. Um, but I haven't heard anything about it except from what I've seen on um, a meme and somebody tagged me on it and said, what do you think? So I just really wish it was promoted more. I don't understand why DJ Paul not promoting it like big, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect everything to be on, on our shoulders or crazy bone shoulders, but it's just like, it's no care behind it. Like, they doing the battle, but they're not marketing and promoting the shit. Like, that's what I feel, yeah, like, that, from my heart. That should be a, a pay-per-view fight. You know what I mean? It's good. I mean, it should at least break the internet like every fucking thing else. Babyface and Teddy Riley, they the 80s. We like, we, we all of the 90s and the 2000s. And the, the innovators of a new style. You know, who who really came up with the epic stop? It's like no post. You know how they got the post fight and shit and 
now they promote fights is just I don't see that shit. So it just I'm I'm with it. I I support, but I'm disappointed because it's like not promoted at all. It's like nobody took five thousand dollars out their pocket and went to unplug. Uh, here, put this on a meme and this other account. Put this on a meme because that's how I work nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Put it on this one, put it on that one, put it on this one, put it on that one. You go to all your friends, I'll pay you a hundred to do this. Go do this. Let's do some promotion. Let's do some interviews. Let's do some Zooms. Let's do some Skypes. Let's really blow this shit. Cause I know Gangsta Boo. Like Gangsta Boo and me, we talk all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? So I called her like, you heard anything about this shit? Like, you know, so it could involve more uh, uh, members of each group, but it's only involving two members. So it doesn't feel like it's, it feels like DJ Paul and Cray Cray are playing the group shit on some fun shit, you know, like on some homie shit. Cause they was about to formulate a group, uh, DJ Paul, uh, crazy bone, be real. And Chuck D, I believe. So they was gonna form their own little group and do something outside and but you know, coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what it feel like. It feel like two homeboys, but it don't feel like group against group to me. That just to me. But I support Cray Cray though. Go bone thug, baby. <laughs> I got you, man. Well, let's talk about you, you know, adapting to this this new generation, this new way of doing stuff. You mentioned how you take marketing money out of your pockets. You do some influencer marketing. You're finding different ways to be effective in this new platform, like you mentioned with the music, getting on all the digital platforms. Let's talk about your YouTube channel real quick, man. You got Jam TV. I think Jam TV is dope. You've been doing that for a while. How did that all come about, man? Let everybody know how that came about. Well, um, every Thursday and every Saturday, uh, we come out with brand new episodes for my new YouTube channel. I named it after my son, Jesse Anthony McCain, so we call it Jam TV. Um, and it was really a celebration of my son, my family, longevity, and where I'm at now. Um, and my new ventures, my videos, the mini movies, my animation films. So it, it became a platform. And as I sat down with my fi my then fiance and now wife, she said, this is what we need to do. You know, we're always around the house. This is what we're doing. Let's bring this together. And this is what's going on. So I started looking at some of the stuff that she said. I said, yeah, I like to share with the people. I got a lot of stuff that I like to talk about. I cook. You know, um, I, I'm always in the studio. People might not know that. Um, I'm always on the road with Bone Thugs. People might not know that. Um, and a lot of different other things, you know, to bring to the table, whether it's talking about Biggie, or talking about Tupac, or talking about Diddy, or talking about Queen Latifah, or talking about uh, Rev Run, or talk about Jam J, and all the experiences that I've had in hip hop that people don't know about. So it turned into that and it's just a great platform and a great thing for me and we're fairly young we're, we're about a year and nine months in um so and it's growing it's growing more than ever now like it's like the 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 the, the subscribers and 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 the views so it's i didn't expect anything 
but it's really turning out to make money. Like it's turning out to be a good thing and people are starting to notice not just Bone Thugs and Harmony, not just uh, being kidnapped and found by John Walsh, not just, you know, that and the music and Crossroads, but also my YouTube channel. So that's really what's just taking off. It's doing really good. I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of my wife. I'm proud of my son, you know, um, and I'm proud of myself. Yeah, you know, as a long life fan, you know, I, I definitely want to piggyback on that and say that, you know, we're proud of you as well. You know, when we see the videos, we're watching the Jam TV, it lets us in a little. And to know where you came from, you know, to see you now, it, it's a beautiful thing, man. It, it really is. Uh, now, I wanted to talk about acting, you know, you doing movies, uh, you know, wanted to really kind of emphasize on, you know, outside of music, some of the ventures that you're working on. Uh, you know, you're working on a movie right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working on a movie and I'm working on two documentaries. I got two documentaries that I'm doing. Um, I'm working on some stuff with my sons, with Bloodline Harmony as well. So I got about seven projects that I'm coming out with, and that's including the records. Um, I got my life story, um, you know, my journey up to Bone Thugs and Harmony with Bone Thugs and Harmony and finally Los Angeles. Uh, I got a seven sign documentary. Um, and that's basically about my record label and how all the artists in the record label died. And people ask me about them all the time. So I want to close a chapter in that book, whether it's Capo, Rest in Heaven, Big B, Rest in Heaven, Nina Ross, Rest in Heaven, Big R, Rest in Heaven, Rasu, Rest in Heaven, Carlos Shamar Davis, Low Down, Rest in Heaven. All of these guys were on my label and they all either got murdered or passed away from a sickness or illness. Big B, of course, was on Change the World. Um, Rasu and Capo was on the beginning and the ending. Alpha and Omega Capo was on a few records with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, Mr. Majesty, he's still alive and he's the one doing it with me. So that's a real interesting project that um, I was able to put together and I'm putting together as we speak. It's just this COVID thing hit and I can't really do no recording because everybody's social distancing and all of this shit's going on. So a lot of my, because everything we need a visual for, everything kind of got halted and, and, and it's altering the course of it. But that's going to be a documentary and a record. Of course, my life story, we were like in the workings to shoot the, 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 the I, I believe it's a five minute reel in order to show people what we're trying to do. I had a meeting, a couple of meetings with Kevin Hart, Heartbeat Productions. I had a meeting with a couple producers, one, one in particular who did Roll Bounce with Bow Wow and a few other people. Um, so like we were right there, you know, um, and putting those together. So those are the two major film projects. Also, I did a, a movie with Crazy Bone called Sons of St. Clair. Um, and we have been trying to, through our liaisons and the people we're working with, in order to get it seen, to get it, it's a great film. Um, it was a company with the record New Waves, uh, which I believe is a cult classic among the Bone, the Bone fans and other people abroad. So, yeah, just I'm staying busy film-wise. I did four films, Jacked Up, everybody knows that from BET, uh, The Color of a Dream, with Sherman Hemsley, uh, Cutthroat Alley, 
Alpha and Omega was a, a movie as well that I put with my CD and my music when I put that record out, I believe in 0203. Um, I have to look back at it, maybe 04, 05. Actually, it was right after Capo passed away. So I think that was about an 04, 03 when I was able to put out that one. So I've had my hands in films. Oh, shit, I just recently did a movie in 2015 called uh, What Now? And it's about uh, social media and the social media era. And so that's done. So I got about five good movies under my belt and I'm working on three, two, three more immediately. I got a couple ideas for some new ones. So constantly writing and stuff like that. And film is important to me. That's awesome, man. Do you have any like broadcasting partners for any of the ones that, that are already in development, whether it be Netflix or are you going to do them independently uh, through your own platforms, whether it be Facebook, YouTube or whatever the case may be? Yeah, I'm just leaving my options open, um, but I want to film it first, and then I want to talk to a few people that I know. Um, we got a lot of good people in a lot of good places, and, you know, I sit down, I talk to my team, and we figure out the best place, the most profitable place, the message we're trying to convey, because we're not just putting shit out. We're doing things so people can learn something, excuse me, so people can learn something and people can enjoy what we're trying to give to them so you know once we figure that out we'll see is that a netflix is that a hulu is that a facebook is that a youtube is it, you know is it independent but everything starts independent everything 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 in my world <laughs> that's awesome man. well let's bring it back around to the follow-up to carbon monoxide do you know what what that's going to be the title of the project and when it's going to come out it's untitled right now but the music that we have, I've let people hear it. Like I've let a few snippets out and people are like, please hurry up and drop it. It's, it's, um, I'm, it's a couple of names that I want to name it because it's, it gives me a whole lot of different vibes. So I'm just waiting for the right thing to just hit me. You know, I'm just waiting. But I've, I've got about five names that we've been playing with for the new record i got about five of them um and they all fired so uh, i'm we're, we're there it it always takes me a minute uh to name a whole project because because i want to make sure that it uh uh that it that it embodies what the project really means to me because i've always had a theme to each one of my records whether it was heaven's movie and i opened up some whether it was the gift and I just showed them my lyrical talent, you know, and my, my harmonies. I've always had a theme or Alpha and Omega in the beginning of the ending. So I could really show them what I represented and my spirituality or speaking in tongues. Like they've always had themes. So that we're, that's the stage we're at right now, figuring out a good ass title. Well, you know, I know there's no way to predict what's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, but hypothetically, after it's done, how long can we expect to see, before we see you on the road touring? Well, we already had a 90 city tour that started uh, April 20, uh, April 17th. And we did a few soft dates in April, a couple soft dates in June, one or two in July. We had 90 dates from September, August, September, October. 
November, August, September, October, November, 90 dates. So we're trying to keep those dates on the table if possible. Um, but you know, yeah, the answer, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, but the social distance, I'm going to be on a stage. Everybody going to be off the stage with fucking face masks on. You know what I'm saying? So it's highly doable for me. And we're going to social distance anyway. We can't do the meet and greets. You know, we can't do the handshakes and the hugs and the kisses on the cheek and the holding the babies part. But we can definitely go in there and rock that shit. Everybody got their fucking face masks on and I'll be selling mine while we in there. So they will have face masks if we got to give them out or sell them motherfuckers. So, yeah, man, soon, basically as soon as fucking possible, you know, because I believe they're going to open up 50 at one time, then try 70, then try 100. It's going to be gradual as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But they want to get the country back up and running. Entertainment is big. It's just big right now. Sports, and this comes from the White House. Sports, entertainment, they want to get moving immediately. <laughs> well, man, you know, I wanted to ask you something before we wrap up. You know, I want to go back to a younger version of yourself. You know, whenever, okay. whenever it all started, you meet Easy e you go back to that moment if you could just kind of bring yourself back there. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you would get to the point that you're at now, a living legend, you know, someone that's been nominated for a number of awards, reached so many different levels of success. When you go back to that young kid that, that was discovered by a legend in his own right, Easy e Well, I mean, it was always the plan to become a musician, always. Um, the only way I was able to get good was through practice before I even met Bone Thugs, breakdancing, graffiti, eventually, well, singing first, always had a singing voice. That was my first passion. And it turned into hip hop. And then what we do, um, the harmony, the Bone Thugs and Harmony thing. So, I, of course, the extent of it, no one can plan. Because when you're young, you don't think you're going to, you know, where I grew up, you didn't really think you was going to live to be no uh, old age. It was always, you know, there's a time limit on our lives because we grow up in this uh, fucked up society to where somebody's going to do something at, at some point and at some time because that's where we grew up, you know. So that was the mentality meeting easy. It was all of our hard work and those one-way bus tickets and those uh, passing out those flyers for them janky record companies and all the battling Jay-Z in Atlanta or, or in, in, in at Atlantic City, uh, at the Atlantic City uh, uh, Casino and all the, all the shows, it, it just, all the times us getting booed off stage because we had a different rap style and no one understood it. Um, just that moment was a, just a breath of fresh air and a sigh of relief. Plus I had kids and I was trying to figure out a way to provide for them children because it wasn't nothing but the streets left, you know, it was music of the streets and that was it, you know, pick up a gun and go do something to somebody and get that money. You feel me? So yeah, it was just a monumental and, and, I knew and Easy e told us 
Y'all going to be the greatest rap group that ever lived. He said, y'all style is second to none. Y'all got the look. Y'all from a brand new place that ain't nobody heard no hip hop from. And I'm bringing y'all out. I know exactly how to do this. And, and that's what he assured us. He just always had in our ear, y'all going to be great. Y'all going to be great. Y'all going to be great. So it wasn't about knowing. It was about being reassured from our mentor, the godfather of gangster music, gangster rap music, Easy e So he assured us we were going to be great one day. Man, I appreciate your time. You know, you guys have worked, and you yourself have worked with so many great legends, you know, from Tupac, Biggie, Easy e um, Is there anybody else that you would want to work with before it's all said and done? Before it's all said and done, um, Eminem is on my bucket list. I like to go a 12 with him, 12 for 12, 16 for 16. Just get it on you know, and really fuck some shit up, you know. Um, definitely a bucket list for me. Uh, it's a couple of newbies out there. That's on the bucket list as well. It's a couple of new motherfuckers I like to do some shit with too. But really Eminem, I think that's the only one I really, right now that's my bucket list of doing something with and it just need to be done. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that need to be done because, you know, he Dr. Dre's protege. I heard Eminem before anyone else did. You know, I went over to Dr. Dre house, Uncle Dre, and he was like, I need to play something for you. I'm like, sure, play that shit. And he played My Name Is. And I looked at him, I said, it's different. You know, because that was different. He was not, he was rapping different. It wasn't about the hood. It wasn't about killing it wasn't about the streets. It was like shock rap. You know what I'm saying? Hang a baby over the head by the ledge and then, you know, all that. So it was different. And he was like, yes, yeah, this is this white dude I'm fucking with out of Detroit. I said, good luck. And next thing I know, they, he took him to the next level. And then here come 50. Here come G-Unit. Here come um, Slaughterhouse. Here come uh, 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 Bazaar and, and Proof and... and, and OB and the rest of it. So, you know, he, he turned, he turned his opportunity into a movement. That's why I fuck with him so tough. He didn't come in that motherfucker by his motherfucker self. He came in and he brought like 12 motherfuckers with him. D12, that was the name of it. Um, so he brought so many people in with him. It was just, that's why I want to fuck with him so much. But yeah, Eminem, definitely want to fuck with him. So I know that the Bone Thugs fans are going to want me to ask you this, so I have to ask. I know you mentioned it early in the interview. You want to do it big, 2024, that's the target time frame for you. You want to do it right with the group. Do you think we will see another Bone Thugs and Harmony album with all five of you guys? Man, look, I hope so. I've been running 3.5 miles every morning. I take days off, of course. I'm, you know, I'm still working my vocals. I'm eating healthy. My, I'm reading. I'm putting out solid, relevant material. So I'm, I'm gearing up for that moment. I'm making sure that I'm working towards that monumental moment to where it's like, oh shit, it's on. You know what I mean? So I do think it can happen, but it remains to be seen. 
what everybody else in the group is doing in the direction that they're going in. And with social media, we will be able to see it. Every day, every year, moment to moment, we know where everybody in the group is and what everyone on in the group is working on. You know, you could tell by the material coming out. You could tell by people who's putting the material out, who's who's keeping their 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 sword sharpened, you know? Like who's putting out records, who's putting out singles, who's putting out visuals. That's sharpening the sword for the big group shaboom boom. So that's what I think. I'm a realist. So I only hope and pray and know I'm going to work towards it every single day. Well, we hope to see a biopic one day of the group. Obviously, we're looking forward to your film projects. We're looking forward to your new album. We're looking forward to your music, more of the Jam TV. Uh, again, congratulations on all the ventures that you, you've had. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Before we officially get off, anything that you want to say to your fans out there? Well, I definitely want to tell all of the Bone Thugs and Harmony fans to follow each member on their respective blue checked social sites and even some of the other sites that are helping promote Bone Thugs and Harmony and are just boneheads. I want to thank all of you guys out there. Um, all of y'all, no matter what, good, bad, ugly. I want to thank everybody out there. And I just want to thank people for tuning into this interview. Uh, this is the end of National Autism Month in April. And hey, stay strong, stay blessed. Thank you so much, man. You are a legend. And again, one of my heroes, man. Thank you so much, Miss Bo. Love, respect.